Hello, and welcome to the Happiness 2.0 podcast, the show that explores the ideas and tools that anyone can use to live a happier and more peaceful life. I'm your host, Edward G. Dunn. Let's go do some happy. And welcome to the show. Today, me and my co-host, Nick Whitaker. Hey, Nick. Hey, Eddie. What's happening, buddy? Here to share a few moments. Have right a good conversation. On. Yep, yep, yep. You guys can't see Nick. He's got this wild ass. Um, I, I can't even call that a Hawaiian shirt. I don't, I don't know what. It looks like a 1980s background of a Patrick Nagel. That, that's interesting. I've been called Magnum PI and a bunch of other stuff too because <laughs> I'm running around in this shirt. But you know, yeah. at least people know who I am. Yeah. Look, well, yeah. there goes that highlighter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So today we are going to be talking about mindfulness, and uh, <clears throat> I know this is a uh, this is a topic that uh, a lot of people want to know more about. Um, understandably so. So. Um, so I, I think that um, maybe we can start um, by talking about um, just what a, 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 a extreme lack of knowledge and understanding there is about mindfulness in West, Western cultures. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Eddie. But, uh, this is the thing. When I started looking at what we were going to talk about and trying to get a few other ideas about it, and right. we already have an idea of what we what we think and believe about this, but there were so many confusing ideas with thoughts after them that really didn't associate with what we understand as mindfulness, that it's a tricky, slippery slope to find figure out what exactly are people talking about when they say that. What? Right. Yeah, it is. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, I wrote a chapter for the happiness 2.0 book, um, recently that, that talks about mindfulness. Um, and it, it, uh, you know, it, it endeavors to, to define mindfulness. And, and so I think maybe the first thing that we should do is, um, try to pin down a definition where, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll nail some jello to the wall and then we get done with that. We'll define mindfulness. Well, that'll work. <laughs> So, um, you know, this is what I, this is what I wrote in, in the, uh, in the book chapter. There's nothing exotic about mindfulness. It is simply the state of being singularly focused on the moment you are in without distraction or pronouncement of any judgments about any of it. So what in the world does that mean? So... Here's what mindfulness is. It's living in the moment. It's living completely and fully in the moment without tripping off into thinking about things that are not within the content of that moment. So let's talk, let me give you an example of that. So let's say you are washing the dishes, right? So you know, for those of you who wash the dishes on a regular basis, whether it's the pre-wash, look, my mother scrubs the dishes within an inch of their life before she ever puts them in the dishwasher. Why she has a dishwasher, I do not know. To dry the dishes. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. We've all know. been trained to do that, though. And, and why have the dishwasher is exactly the point. 
I don't know. But, you know, maybe she grew up washing dishes and she just doesn't trust the dishwasher. Who knows? You know, God love her. She's 80, 83 and she still scrubs the crap out of the dishes. So whatever. But um, so let's say you're washing the dishes. And if you've washed dishes um, most of your life, you're, you're going to do that in a relatively unconscious state. And here's what I mean by that. You aren't even thinking about washing the dishes. You are thinking about all manner of other things. You're thinking about, hmm, when I go to Home Depot tomorrow, am I going to get orange weed eater line or am I going to get the green this time? I don't know. I've had orange for a long time. Or you're going to be thinking about, um, did I pay, did I pay the utility bill yet? That, was that due yesterday? I don't know. And so you're constantly being pulled in all these different directions by thoughts that have nothing, zip, zero, nada, to do with the task at hand. So you are not, in fact, living in the moment. And probably most of you are thinking, so the hell what? I'm multitasking, baby. (laughs) Which... Which is um, a, a not so grand illusion, and the and the topic of an entirely other podcast that we're going to be doing. But but um, so Nick, why would somebody care about living in the moment? Why live in the moment? Who who gives a who gives a rat's ass if in fact you're thinking about 400 things other than washing the dishes. Because let's face it, washing the dishes is boring, right? It's a boring thing to do. When I could be thinking about what I'm going to do this weekend, or I could be thinking about what I did last week, or I could be thinking about why didn't I say this and that argument I got into yesterday. You know, what what's wrong with that? Why would somebody even care about being involved in the moment they're in if that moment doesn't happen to be entertaining? Well, that's a, that's a great thing to talk about and and i'll express it this way because the only thing we really can control is that moment the past is the past the future hasn't happened and if we spend time not even let's say washing the dishes because i get happy when my dishes are clean i I don't know (laughs) i like to cook food and i like to eat on clean dishes so i'm happy so i'm focused on that And, and and i'm not focused on anything else because later i'll be focused on the food that's on the plate but right there in that moment if i'm not focused on that moment i will have chose to waste that moment i will have stolen it from myself and given it away to whatever whimsical ideas i have and never ever achieve the success of enjoying the moment ah see so there it is. Bada boom, bada bing. There it is. So <clears throat> if I understand what you're saying, um, and I know you and I are in alignment on this, um, so I'm fairly sure I understand what you're saying. But um, so what you're saying is if you are distracted by the past, you're distracted by something that is long gone and that you cannot change. So why waste your moments on that? And if you're distracted by the future, then you're distracted by something you cannot, in fact, control. That is not to say don't plan for your future before any of you get your panties all in a knot. (laughs) I'm not saying don't plan for the future. That is not what I'm saying here. But I, I, I get your point, Nick, right? Right. I mean, don't focus on the outcome. Focus on the action or the moment. Mm, okay. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to come back to that. So 
Um, so it is always the infinite now. So let's talk about that. So you can't live in the past and you cannot live in the future. I think we can all at a minimum agree on that. I think we get consensus on that. Okay. So <clears throat> you only have the moment that you're in and it, it all it is always now. I saw a picture of a clock that instead of numbers around the face of the clock, every number had been replaced with the word now. Now, if you think on that for a minute, it is always now. It is the uh, the infinite now. So you have a finite number of moments in your life from the time you draw your first breath because somebody slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> nice entry point. Or, well, not or. You have a finite number of moments. There's your there's your starting point, and wherever your ending point is, you have no possible way of knowing. But what you do know is there are a finite number of moments there, right? I've been shown that many, many times in my life. Right. Those of you who didn't hear um, our episode, um, our previous episode where Nick was the uh, – Nick was, and I hate to use the word subject, but you were the subject of the episode. <laughs> Nick was the, Nick was my subject. <laughs> and, uh, let's Nick, experiment on him. Yeah. Nick, Nick, <laughs> yeah. Nick talked extensively about the insane, um, health challenges that he's dealt with and overcome and how that's, that's changed his, his perspective, his perspective on living in the moment. We're talking a little more about that, but, but, uh, you get a finite number of moments. So here's, here's the question. It seems to me, and it has seemed to people for millennia, that if you are sacrificing the moment that you are in to talk about something or rather think about something in your past or to ponder or worry about something in your future, um, then you have just sacrificed the only moment that you will ever have, which is the moment that you are in. That seems like a really crappy deal to me. You know, it's, it's a choice that a lot of people make. It takes practice to not make that choice, but I am dead set on the moment. It's the only place I can be. It's the only place I know I'm going to be. So I'm going to take the best opportunities I can of that moment yep. to be happy, smile and enjoy it. And that's the way we all need to be thinking. And of course it's not a hundred percent. Nobody can do a hundred percent of anything, but if you're practicing that and thinking about, I'm going to do this, this is how I'm going to be. Yeah. The more you do it, the easier it is. Right. I mean, I just told you I get happy when I wash the dishes. Sure. Right. <laughs> so, right. I mean, come right. On. right. so, so it can be, you know, I pet the dog. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, clean the car. I'm happy. Right. Cars clean. I mean, well, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, and I and I think this goes back to what we talked about in the in the last episode, um, which you guys should go back and listen to if you missed it. But, but um, <clears throat> so happiness is something you do. It is not something you find. It is a choice. People say, "Oh, one day I'll find happiness." No, you won't. You need to do happiness. And guess what? You can do that right now, right this second. And you know where you find it? In the moment. In the moment. That's the only place it lives. Exactly. Where, where else could it live? It can't. It's impossible to live in the past. Right. It, it, it's impossible to live in the future because it's not happening. It's only happening there. So 
that to me is, 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 you know, there's other things that, you know, obviously, you know, mindfulness can be a task oriented thing, you know, and I, and I've, I've done that before too. You know, I remember in 2017, I had a heart attack and, and I woke up in ICU and they were telling me, Hey, Mr. Whitaker, we're going to test your heart now to see if it's even valid for operating on. They put a balloon in my heart so that I could, my aorta would let the blood fold between the ventricles of my heart, which right. is very, very tricky. Yep. And then they made me lay flat for two and a half months telling me I was going to die. And I chose at that moment to become mindful of breathing and heartbeats. And I promise you that I made my heart beat and my, my lungs yeah. breathe. Yeah. I swear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I'm sure that's true. I mean, and, I, and, and that mindfulness kept me alive only because I was living in the moment. Cause I listened to him. I, I would have said, Oh, well, I had this sickness. Now I'm going to die. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm right here right now. You're talking to me. I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> Bring out your dad. So I began to get dead yet. You know, I would make it, you know, five minutes. I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, I remember that. I I remember all of that. Yeah. Because I I was there and, and I, I have very, very clear recollections. Um, because quite frankly, this wasn't all that long ago. Right. Right. Um, I have very clear recollections of, um, being in your hospital room and, and, you know, me saying, Hey, how's it going? And you're like, I remember you saying, well, you know, how do you think it's going? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in this moment, you know, they're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check out. I'm, you know, they think I'm going to sell the Buick in the next three days. Right. And, but, uh, but I remember you saying, but you know what? I have this moment and that's where I'm going to stay. And, you know, that's, 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 there's a lot of horsepower there. Um, well, sitting here yeah you are indeed you are you are sitting here right next to me in the studio and uh and, and you're right but that, that that's an extreme and everybody has what they have to do sometimes sure physical non-physical but i didn't get there yesterday or the day before that i spent a right. lot of years right. practicing this yeah 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 you, you know because you know well you know the the transplant but before that i was practicing it as well because we we can see that that Time is, is is not our friend. Right, right. So so if you give up your moments, well, how many do you give up before you go? Hey, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, so I learned early on. Well, I'm not doing that. Right, right. So, but everybody has to find that in their own path. They do. They, and and but I would. They absolutely do. The have practice to find that part of it path. is so important. Yeah, it's a purposely. Being mindful. It is purposefully being mindful. And and so, you know, back to what I said um, when we first started, um, it, it, it is a thought that is foreign to the lion's share of the Western, the citizenry of Western cultures. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I want to come back a little bit to, but why would I want to do this? And it is sort of like trying to explain the color blue to a blind person. You have no hope of actually articulating that. And you will find out very, very, very quickly just how limited a, a vehicle language truly is. It's trying to explain the smell of a, of, of an orchid to someone who can't smell. So when you, when you ask the, the inevitable question, why would I want to do this? What, what the hell's wrong with, you know, thinking about 400 things other than the thing I'm doing at the moment. Um, 
And the only way to explain that is through experience. And it is something that you have to experience for yourself. And I will tell you this, you will only experience it in glimpses at first. Um, You know, there's, there's, you know, a whole host of tasks that, that we tend to perform on a weekly basis. And I would, I would suggest to you that you pick one and make that the focus of your mindfulness practice for, as for your beginning stages and, whether that's doing the dishes or whether it's taking a shower or whether it's um, whatever it may be, right? Anything that's a task that you do repetitively, repeatedly. And so what you want to do is you want to really try to stay focused in the moment. And I need to explain to you how this process works. And after we do that, I want to explain to you the difference between mindfulness and meditation because they're incredibly closely related, but there is, there are, there are subtleties you need to understand, but for, for, and, and by the way, Mindfulness is a form of meditation. All mindfulness is a form of meditation, but there's essentially one, one stripe of, of mindfulness and there are, there's a whole host of different varieties of, of meditative practice, but we'll, we'll come back to that. But so <clears throat> I can tell you, if you think that staying in the present moment is easy, <laughs> um, then, uh, then you had, then you just haven't tried it yet. So, my, if, if you choose doing the dishes as your mindfulness practice, um, then my bet is my money's on the fact that you never make it past the stinking gravy boat before <laughs> you, before you are thinking about something completely unrelated. And here's what you need to understand. There is nothing inside of mindfulness, the practice of mindfulness that requires you to strive, that requires you to try, that requires you to grasp, that, 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 that requires you to reach. Um, and there is absolutely nothing that requires you to become frustrated, to feel like you failed. Because here's what you, you need to understand. You will get distracted. Period. End of story. You, when you first start, will get distracted so fast you won't even believe it yourself because this is how you've operated the entirety of your life for the most part unless you have some really really unique parents in a western culture then this is going to be somewhat foreign to you so if you decide that that uh, doing the dishes or the shower is going to be where you're going to start try to stay mindful as long as you can if you're in the shower, you're only focused on the water on your skin, the temperature of the water, the the soap, the fragrance of the soap, the water as it spins down the drain. Those are the only things you're, you're focused on. And in very short order, probably literally a matter of seconds for most people, unless you're a monk, then distraction is going to work its way in. And here is what you, here's what you, you resolve to do. Notice that thought. That's all you have to do. Notice it. Notice that you are thinking and then let it pass. Because what does every thought you've ever had since the day you were born, what do they do? They pass. They always pass. So you notice it. You don't resist it. You don't fight it. You don't push it away. You don't do any of those things. You simply notice it. And then you bring your attention back to the task at hand, the shower, the dishes, whatever it may be. And then you will be able to stay focused on the task at hand for another 
seconds in many cases. And then here we go again. You'll trip off into some type of la-la land. And once again, simply notice, do not resist. Do not get frustrated. Do not become angry. Do not throw the soap on the shower floor and say, screw this. I'm not doing this. Right? But... Here's what's going to Well, Nick, tell them what's going to happen after. Tell, tell them how that progresses. Look, you know, you're right on the money here. And, and even those, even you and I who've been practiced for a long, long time, you're still going to have those moments. But the fact that you recognize you were doing that is your start on the journey to mindfulness. That's it. Who is it? Let me ask you a question, listeners. Who is it that's doing the thinking Next question, who is it that is aware that thoughts are arising in, in, in your mind? That is the space behind your thinking, and that, my friends, is pure consciousness. You are not the thinker. You are not your thoughts. You are the consciousness behind all of it. So, I know that's something most people have to chew on for a little while. Well, the, the, the personal exceptions to the chew. Correct. It's not anything else. It's always coming back to me or you or whoever. And I don't even like the word you because I don't like the dual, duality. I don't like the word me. I don't like the word you. I don't like the duality that they imply. Agreed. Because they imply it's me in here, in this space between, in my cranium, bouncing around thinking all these thoughts and this is where i experience the world from and out there is nick and the world and the orange and the green weed eater line it's out there so i don't even like those terms however we have to have <laughs> we got to call it something agree and I, i'm with you 100 on this yeah. this oneness yeah because you know we talked about this before even on the last podcast that that i'm striving to be in oneness because that's a very difficult thing to do because the asshole just cut me off on the parkway and I'm getting ready to kill the son of a bitch. Right. Now I don't do that. I just wave at people that are flipping right. me off because yeah. I'm going to be happy. I don't care, whatever. Yeah. But you can get distracted on these journeys and, and it's the oneness is where we need to be all looking to be. And, yeah. And you know, people are like, oh, I don't know, you know, this whole one gobbledygook, new agey, crystal gazing horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Look, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, <clears throat> I was raised in the bayous of Louisiana. None of that is lost on me, right? I mean, just because I decided to, you know, go to college with a bunch of. <sighs> well, you know, you know, this is what I want. I want to relay this thing that you know, and I touched on this briefly in the last podcast. Something called Granny's Rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bring it. Granny's Rule is. She told me a long time ago when, when I was a young teenager, like I thought it was 13, right. when the diabetes first happened, she pulled yeah. me aside. And there was a lot of external things going on in our lives with right. parents and learning to grow up and that kind of stuff. And she said, Nick, I'm going to tell you my secret. And she pulled me away from everybody else. And she said, this is it. You can do anything for a set amount of time. So choose five seconds the first time. Boom. Do it for five seconds. Boom. Success. Be happy. Do it for 10. Yeah. Do it for 15 until you're doing it for. Right. Until right, you've right. done it for an hour. And then once you've done that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's no. That, that's Granny's yeah. rule, genius. Yeah, you know, the, look, the, the the very first time I tried this, I tried it in the shower, and I, I didn't make it five seconds. I, right. I, I mean, and then when I did bring my 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 awareness back to the shower, I didn't last another five seconds. And and um, I I can remember this is years ago. I came bopping out of the shower, and you know, a shower doesn't take you know, a guy shower doesn't take me very long, right? And uh, so, a few minutes, I come bopping out of the shower, and I am doing what my wife clearly understands to be the happy dance. She knows what the happy dance is, right? <laughs> so here I come out of the shower doing the happy dance, and she's like, "Why are you doing the happy dance?" And I said, "Well, I just managed to stay fully present for." a 10 minute shower. She said, your showers take longer than 10 minutes. I said, I got my ass out of there so I could stay, stay, I stayed present for a whole shower. <laughs> I thought, that's, all, that's all I had in me. And, uh, she, uh, she was pretty early in my journey. She promptly looked at me like I just sprouted another head right there in front of her and went on about her, uh, her morning get ready routine. Um, but, but but um, so I just gave you guys um, really a a a set of instructions for um, endeavoring to to be mindful through a, a task. And guys, look, you know, walking can be meditation. Walking in nature, especially, can be meditation. It doesn't have to be the dishes. It doesn't have to be the shower. It can be a bicycle ride. It can be you know, it can be almost anything. Um, when you see in the movies and on TV, you see the monks in the monastery um, in, in, in the Himalaya, and they, they're sweeping and they're cooking and they're preparing the evening meal. I promise you there's a whole lot more going on there than meets the eye because every one of or they're walking in nature. Every one of those activities uh, to those guys is a meditation because they are doing those, those, those things in, in Generally, for the most part, I would I would imagine near complete mindfulness. They are focused only on the task at hand. So the most this this is how you turn the mundane into the sacred. This right here. So I've given you a set of essentially what are masquerading as instructions, <laughs> um, but. Um, it would be, you know, cultivating mind, mindfulness is no different than, for example, learning any skill. Let's, let's call it um, learning to ride a bike. So if you were going to learn to ride a bike, then somebody could give you a set of instructions, couldn't they? Yes. Yeah, they could. I yes, mean, absolutely. yeah. So it might be something like this. Place one leg over bike. Two, place foot of that leg atop pedal. Three. Stand on that leg, placing all weight on pedal, and lift leg that is on ground as bike begins to move forward. Four, keep balance as you begin pedaling. Five, mow down no toddlers. <laughs> now, would you know how to ride a bike after you read that list? I would have the instructions, but I would not be able to ride the bike. Would you understand the experience of the wind in your face riding a bike? Not in the beginning. Not in the beginning. Right. So what would you need? So, well, first, if you're going to learn to ride that bike, you're going to have to, you're going to have to bust your ass and skin your knees a couple of times. Yes. Yep. And you're probably going to need some guidance from, I don't know, maybe somebody who knows how to ride a bike. 
That might help some. Might help a little. And then and only then will you have the faintest idea of what it feels like to ride a bicycle. Mindfulness is a lot like that. I can't explain the smell of a rose to someone who cannot smell. I cannot explain the color yellow to someone who cannot see. I cannot explain what it feels like to ride a bike. And I cannot explain to you the joy of not sacrificing the moment that you were in to either your past or to some dark fiction that is your future. I heard somebody say once, Nick, and I, I think I shared this with you earlier, Worrying is just feeling bad in advance. Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it's the it's the the most horrible reason to waste a moment because there's <clears throat> all that does is not only does it waste your moment, but usually you're pissed off at everybody else around you because you're all <laughs> worried about what's going to happen. And so now I've wasted everybody else's moment <laughs> too. So I'm not just going to chew up my crap. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what what do I? The black hole of negativity is what I call yeah. that. I'm going to stomp on you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to trash my moments, and I'm going to stomp on a bunch of yours while I'm at it. Right. So. So. Love being around those people. Isn't that fun? Yeah. That would be one of those environmental controls that I don't deal with. That's that's a good time. That's a, that's well, a good time. That being said, so if I've controlled my moment and I'm in finding the way to enjoy that moment, then I don't give them that power. Yeah. Yep. So. Right. I'm. Focusing in the moment is the best skill I've learned in a long, long time because it gives me all kinds of experiences that I would have missed. I think it's the best skill I've ever learned, period, hands down. I don't think, as a matter of fact, I don't think there's a close second place. I, 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 if, if I, if I look back at my life and I consider what cultivating mindfulness has done for not only my overall stress level, but my, my general state of mind and my general peace of mind and my levels of day-to-day happiness i you you would even if you put a gun to my head i would not go back there agreed because because it's sort of like looking back here's what it was like for me and i'd love to hear what is what it was like for you here's what it was like for me when i got to the point where i could actually stay present in a moment for some period of time and i don't want to give anybody a false impression you're going to be able to do this 24 7 365 because it's impossible but looking it it's literally like you went through up until you the point you you get you know you start having some success with this it's literally like you spent your whole life in this really shitty nightmare. And then one day you woke up and all you can think to yourself is, <clears throat> I do not want to go back to sleep. That is a crappy nightmare. That's what it was like for me. I don't know what it was like for you, but for me and, and to this day, looking back at it, I think, man, I went through decades of my life asleep, unconscious. You know, and people toss awake around terms like, you know, people are awakened or they're enlightened. And, you know, we're going to traffic off into that in, in other podcasts. But I can't tell you for sure without moving out and off into those, you know, the terminology 
of, of those concepts, it was like one day I just was like, shit, I'm awake. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. I can, I, let me say this about that. And what I've learned from all this is that I give myself a gift of the moment each time. I love I say, that. I stay present. So if I'm going to choose to waste a moment, which, you know, I can't, it's not on purpose. Let me guarantee you that. Right. And occasionally I do. So I have to come back to mindfulness and go, I'm not going to do that because this is a moment. And this is the thing I see happy in this moment. And I focus on that. And I yeah. stay happy in the moment because I can't give them up. I'm struggling to keep them. <laughs> so I'm not giving that up. Yeah, that, that's the power. Well, you know, the gift you, of the moment you, is the power. You have a, you've been down a very, very unique and and harrowing path, and you know, I, but isn't everybody's path that harrowing to them? Because it's their path. You, this is mine. Damn, that's a good point. You, I mean, because that's a great point. You know, everybody's path is filled with the same kind of pitfalls and challenges that we all face. And that's something we really need to remember because part of being mindful is not being judgmental. That is part of it. It's accepting the moment for what it is and only what it is. Shameless not- plug. Don't miss the upcoming podcast on ju- being judgmental. <laughs> go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I didn't mean to plug, but there you go. Yeah. So if, if if you're doing that and you're really trying to stay focused in the moment and just be there and absorbing the great things that happen in the moments, you'll start to see things in a different way. Right. It comes to you. and It's like an epiphany because it is. <laughs> you know, I I, I I just keep coming back to language is so completely not up to the task because it it is indescribable the the peace of mind that ensues from this. And you know, my my mother told me my whole young life growing up, you think you know what's important in life, but I'm here to tell you that it is it's not what you think, it is peace of mind. And I was in my 40s before I realized the spiritual horsepower of what she was actually saying. Because, you know, the more we chase and the more we grasp and the more we hold and the more we cling and the more we worry and the more we fret, the more we do all of those things, um, the more we trash our peace of mind. And if peace of mind, if laying your head down on your pillow at night and having peace is your is is your goal is your happy place then trust me when i tell you mindfulness is the path i agree with that i think being present in the moment is going to take you where you want to be it's going to make your relationships better it's going to make your work life better it's going to make you better because you've decided at that point i'm going to be present and just how many times (laughs) married boyfriend girlfriend you know girlfriend girlfriend whatever whoever you're with says i wish i wish you would be here when i'm here you're right. Not, you're not with me. Right. You're, you're, you're somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we all heard that? A million. Right. So if I want to truly foster my relationship with my wife, right, I'm going to be present in that moment, no matter what she's talking sure. about. And believe me, there's a lot to learn when you're talking to your wife. <laughs> Boy, isn't there? I'm I'm a fashionista, man, myself, and I don't even know boo. <laughs> But the point is, I'm present with my wife as much as I can be. Well, and it also short circuits that whole process. If you're having a, a disagreement, look, disagreements are going to happen in their life. But if you're having a disagreement and and all of a sudden, you know, you start, you know, 
you start tripping off into, well, you did this and you did that and you always do this. You always, you know, none of that is in the moment. If, right. if, if you put, if you, if you put guardrails on those moments and even when you're disagreeing and stay in them and not, you know, not start dredging up things from the past and not, you know, start projecting, you know, all your bullshit onto the future. Right. It's stay in that moment. I'm here now with you. You are here now with me. We love each other, you know, and let all the rest of that stuff just, you know, what if that was the last moment you had and you're yelling at somebody <laughs> right. or you're cursing somebody out or you're flipping them off or you're walking down the house or, or, you know, you slap your dog, whatever it is, the wrong action. Well, then, then what are you going to do? Well, that was if it. you're, if you know how to live in the moment, then you're going to go, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that, but it is what it is. But most people aren't. They're going to torture themselves for all of the rest of eternity well, <laughs> well, over it. Agreed. So, you know, I think you be mindful of the moment. It doesn't give you a right to do anything you want to do, uh, but it, it puts yep. you in the moment. Yep. And at least there you're engaging because half of what's going on with almost the entire world is we don't know how to communicate anymore. We like to talk a lot, but no one wants to listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping people are hearing us today and in the last podcast and, and strive to be in the moment. Strive to be happy. Yeah. And I, I do want to, I, I promised I would talk about the, the, uh, the distinction um, between mindfulness and meditation. And I think that's the tricky, last thing I want to touch here. on. Yeah, no, it is a little, it's, it's a little bit slippery, but that's okay. Um, so if you are practicing mindfulness, you are meditating. So if, uh, if you're one of these people who, if you're at a point in your journey where, you know, you think it'd be really cool to go tell people you started meditating. Well, if you, you would be completely truthful if you are practicing, uh, mindfulness because it is meditation, right? Now there is a, there are, as I mentioned, numerous types of meditation. Mindfulness is but one of them. So mindfulness meditation um, is not unlike what I've described, only typically in mindfulness meditation, um, you're fo focusing on something like your breath or a mantra. Um, and and it, could, it could be a candle. It could be any number of things. But um, <clears throat> it's not so much um, a doing um, meditation. It's not a chore meditation, if you will. Um, Lots of different kinds of meditation, pretty much one kind of mindfulness. So that's the distinction. So if you're practicing mindfulness, then you are absolutely practicing a form of meditation. And we're going to do um, uh, probably a three-part um, series of episodes on meditation that's coming. Um, but I, I think the easiest gateway into Meditate. Look, I, come on. I mean, we live in the West. When you, when you say meditation, you know, a huge percentage of the population just roll their eyes and like, here we go. You know, here come the, <laughs> here come the crystals, you know, and, and look, I mean, you and I both know that. that Get the incense that, out. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, Eastern thought and make no mistake, meditation is about as Eastern as thoughts get. Eastern thought was not introduced into Western cultures um, in any meaningful way until a little over a hundred years ago. Um, um, you know, Swami Vivekananda, um, you know, 
did some lectures in the U.S., University of Chicago, I believe, as I recall. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, I'm, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, in the very late 1800s. Correct. Right? And that was kind of the first glimpse that Westerners had into um, Eastern thought, things like meditation, things like mindfulness. Um, and, you know, obviously that's the tip of the iceberg. But it, it's not the tip of the iceberg. It's the bottom of the iceberg is what it is. It's the foundation of the iceberg. But um, subsequent to that, um, you had Alan Watts um, in, in Britain, you know, who did some absolutely phenomenal writing about about eastern thought <clears throat> both veda um and and uh, various various forms of eastern thought um and then of course you had you had um you know in more modern times you had um harvard professor herb alpert um known to most people as ram das um who when he wasn't tripping balls on acid with timothy leary um <clears throat> traveled to india and spent decades there with with um, someone who he described as an enlightened being um, and pure love um, and he wrote extensively about that um, right up right up until the time and even after his stroke um, and his passing not too long ago um, so I, I say all this to say that you know these are concepts that haven't been dancing around in Western consciousness for a very long time let's face it you know a little over a hundred years is nothing. Um, you're talking about concepts that have been around for thousands of years. Um, and, and I think it's important to know that the teaching of these concepts only ever had one singular goal, and that is the alleviation of human suffering. That is at the core of all mindfulness, of all meditation. And as human beings in a Western culture, we are absolute Jedis, rock stars at torturing the living shit out of ourselves with our thoughts. And we think that we can't help it. How many times have you heard that? I, 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 well, I just can't help it. It's just how I am. A, 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 a person comes the to mind. The biggest bullshit that, reason in the world. Yeah, a person comes to mind that you and I both know very, very well, you know, and she says on a regular basis, I'm like, why do you want to be like that? She's like, I can't help it. And I'm like, yeah, but really you can. And so here's the thing. When it comes to your thoughts, <clears throat> people have a tendency to think that they're on the back seat of the bus and the bus is just careening down the road. Well, I have a couple of questions about that. A, who's driving? And how do you know that that guy isn't going to drive you off a cliff, right? <laughs> if, if you have a guest in your brain, <laughs> you probably need some medication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say it. Right. And so you don't have to be on the back seat of the bus. You can climb up into the driver's seat and you can drive. Um, and, you know, you all, everybody has, has this experience every minute of every day. It is not unlike... You have a narrow, uh, you, you have a lunatic in your, in your head. And this lunatic, this idiot thinks that he has to narrate everything you see, hear, feel, smell, taste, touch. Right. So, um, let me give you a really good example that I, that I wrote about in the chapter in the book on mindfulness. And, it, it goes something like this. Mindfulness. Let's define it. Wait, look, a squirrel. Is that a cat squirrel or is that a fox squirrel? 
I bet it's a friggin' fox squirrel. I see red on its belly, I think. Did he come out of my attic? Do we have squirrels in the attic? Shit. I got to call the pest control guy. I think I have his, I have his card somewhere. Mm, I bet it's on my dress. Oh, it's all the way upstairs. I hate those stairs. I got to get back in the gym. Did I pay the gym membership? It was due yesterday. I, that's what goes on in your head. Around the clock. It's what's been going on in your head your whole life. You're driving down the car. I mean, driving down the freeway. You're going on a trip. What do you do when you're driving down the road? Oh, look. there's That's the third red Nissan Sentra I've seen in the last 17. Last 17. Why is that exit ramp that short? Huh, I don't man, they need to repave this road. I wonder okay, so so you you have a room if this person was physical and sitting in the seat next to you in your car when you're driving, you would shoot them in the face. You damn sure get out of the car. You'd at least get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Right? Before I was mindful, I'd shoot him in the face. <laughs> well, you know, everybody needs to declutter their brain. We're going to talk about minimalism in another podcast, another shameless plug. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so this is mindfulness is an exercise, although that insinuates work, which it is not. It is a means by which you quieten and for brief respites, You put a gag in the mouth of the lunatic in your head. And when the lunatic shuts up, there is a piece that you will have that you cannot possibly understand until you get to that point. Well, you know, that's the the discovery journey we're all on. And yes. I can't tell you and you can't tell me because each person finds a different place. It's your place. It, Indeed. You find that place. You find that place. Your place. Yeah. And nobody can tell you what you're going to find when you get to that place. Right. It is It is not unlike spending great effort to work your way up a stream because you know that there is an amazing waterfall up there. And it is situated in such a way that you also have heard while you've not experienced it, you have heard from other previous intrepid travelers <laughs> that you, there is space to get behind that waterfall and they have described what's behind that waterfall is a, an unimaginable peace and beauty. So what's behind that waterfall is different for everybody, but this much I can tell you, you won't know until you work your way up the river and get behind that waterfall and find out for yourself. Agreed. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode on mindfulness, and we'll see you on the next episode. Everybody have an awesome day. Hey, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. You can learn more about the Happiness 2.0 framework online at edwardgdunn.com. If you want to ask a question on a future episode of the podcast, drop your question or leave us a comment in the show notes. Love, love, love hearing from you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode. Go do some happy.